Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I am in the studio with Jenny Panhorst, Vice President and General Manager of the Network and Edge Platform Division at Intel. Welcome to the program, Jenny. Thanks, Allison. Great to be here. Fun fact, Jenny, the last time you were on this show, it was 2014, so it's been a while. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it might be a good idea for you to reintroduce yourself to the audience and talk about your role at Intel. Well, first of all, I think it's been too long. I didn't realize it was quite that long, so I guess we'll have to find some additional opportunities. So, yeah, there's a lot that's changed over that period of time. Just been really busy helping grow the network business and really answer customers' pleas and questions and needs in transforming network infrastructure. So it's been super exciting. My role right now is I have responsibility for all products and platforms for network infrastructure and network edge infrastructure within the network platforms group at Intel. So it's a great opportunity to partner deeply with customers to understand what they need in order to define the network of tomorrow. And we focus on driving those product definitions, executing them, and delivering them to our customers and our partners in order to deliver that infrastructure. So it's super exciting. Well, this is a great day to talk to you because this week, Intel launched the Intel Atom P5900, our newest entrant into Intel's portfolio for network infrastructure. And our first Intel architecture product for the base station market. Tell me why we focused here and how this fits in with our broader strategy for network infrastructure delivery. Well, 2020 is really the year of 5G. It's something we've been hearing about for a long time, but this is when 5G is really going to launch and ramp in earnest all around the world. And I think the first place that people go to when they think about 5G is the radio interface and how mobile users are going to access the network. And that's really where this product line comes into play. It's really about tooling that radio access network with high-performance processors, high-performance systems in order to do that translation of that radio traffic into packet traffic and transmit that through the network. And the base station is really that first top. It's really the first place we go when our phones connect to the network. And historically, these are nodes in the network that haven't been addressed with Intel-based products. And we're tremendously excited to launch the Intel Atom P5900 because this gives us an opportunity to, again, just really address customers' needs for high-performance packet processing and base station workloads and really couple it with other offerings across the Intel portfolio, including some of our FPGA products, some of our connectivity products, and really provide end-to-end solutions for our customers across the network. When you look at how this product has been launched, it does beg the question, how does it fit in with Xeon D? They're both SOCs. And why do we have both? Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that as you look across the breadth of network infrastructure from end to end, all the way from cloud and enterprise data centers that have high-performance network infrastructure into core network infrastructure that is owned by telecom operators into the edge and the access network and also networking required for on-prem edge deployments, 
every single one of them is different in some way, right? In terms of the environmental constraints, could be a form factor difference. It could manifest itself in differences in terms of power requirements, performance requirements, economic requirements. And so really diversity is the name of the game. We need to be able to address all of those different design points and address a wide variety of workloads, not just networking workloads, but also increasingly additional applications and services that are being deployed at these locations, especially as edge computing starts to accelerate. And so when you look at the Atom T5900 SOC by comparison to Xeon D, there's you know, a couple different things to look at. When you look at specifically what we partnered with customers to define in the Atom P5900, it required a focus on not just performance per watt and performance per dollar efficient processing on the Atom cores, but also specialized acceleration to deal with the uniqueness of those workloads that are being processed in the base station. So, for example, load balancing and packet distribution technology is really important. And so we have specialized technology that we call dynamic load balancer that's integrated into the Atom P5900 SOC. We also need significant connectivity in that product. And so we have up to 100 gigs of connectivity. We have integrated switching capabilities. And so it's really tailored to the needs of specifically what a telecom equipment manufacturer needs to design into a base station. When you compare that with a product that's in the Xeon D family of SOCs, those are really products that focus on higher per-core performance, higher single-threaded performance, and also workloads that can take advantage of some of our advanced vector extension technology. So there you see examples like network control plane workloads really benefit from high single-threaded performance, and media transcode and other media-heavy workloads can take advantage of those Intel AVX instructions, just as a couple examples. And so it really is about driving that deep understanding of that workload diversity as well as the location diversity that's present across all those different network and edge locations. And you didn't mention the Xeon Scalable product line, but the same is true there as well in terms of the amount of diversity that's required in order to address those varying needs. Now, you talked about the platform foundation that we're creating for the network, but obviously we're making additional investments up the stack and in capabilities to deliver solutions in market. Can you talk about that? Yeah, what's super exciting about the transformation that's been happening in the network over the course of really the past decade is the fact that we've had an opportunity to re-architect network infrastructure away from purpose-built equipment to standard high-volume server-based infrastructure and really use a lot of the virtues of cloud-based technologies and business models in order to deliver networking services. And so what this means is it's an advent and a prevalence of general purpose computing technology that now exists throughout the infrastructure. And so this provides an opportunity to, in addition to virtualizing and creating a cloud-based foundation for network functions, also provide a platform for innovation for an increase in edge computing. But to be able to do that, we have to be able to provide a platform for developers to access those capabilities. And so in addition to providing high-performance networking, we're focusing on a number of investments in order to make it easier for developers to gain insights and access into the underlying network infrastructure so that they can really differentiate the types of services that they're able to offer through their applications by being able to provide more control over that underlying infrastructure as well. And then also providing lifecycle management for those edge services and applications. And so one of the ways in which we're doing that is a new project that we launched last year called Openness, which is the open network edge service software. 
We've had already more than three releases of the software, and it's really the easy button for developers at the edge. That's the best way to think about it. But that's really paired up with a number of other assets across Intel's portfolio in that realm of edge computing, capabilities like OpenVINO and Open Visual Cloud that service different types of workloads like edge inferencing and media acceleration and media delivery. And you know what we find for a lot of these very rich edge computing use cases, they very often need to take advantage of a wide breadth of these capabilities. And so what we want to do is find a way to pull together multiple different technologies and developer capabilities into an easier to use package for developers to accelerate their development timelines and really accelerate time to market and time to money for those value-added services. And so one of those mechanisms that we have is something that we call SARA or the Converged Edge Reference Architecture Platform, which really pulls together those different elements, things like OpenNest and OpenVINO, and make it easier for developers to access those and accelerate their development. So it's super important that we continue to, as you said, focus moving up the stack and making it easier to ensure that developers have what they need in that underlying infrastructure and then deliver those next generation value-added services. And when you look at what we're delivering, obviously, we've gotten great industry traction with OpenNest, with Sarah. How is that playing out in terms of engagement with the comm service providers, and where do you see traction in this space? You know, it's partnerships with the comm service providers, it's partnerships with cloud service providers, and it's also partnerships with the enterprises directly. As we continue to transform network infrastructure and look at those locations as a platform for innovation for the edge, really that depth of knowledge of those use cases that are going to be prevalent now and into the future is really key to understanding those horizontal platform capabilities that we need to develop and deliver to the market. And so we're really partnering across the entire value chain with those different classes of customers and end users and all of the partners that are required in order to deliver those complete solutions. And, you know, I think we've had a couple really exciting early signs of proof of some of these really interesting next generation use cases. I'll just talk about one of those that I find particularly interesting, and that is the connected vehicle. We partnered with Tencent and Nokia and a few other companies across the industry to recently publish a blueprint within the Ukraine Edge stack community and it provides a means for improving overall connectivity and services for connected vehicles by deploying edge compute capabilities either at a base station or even within a other locations in a metropolitan area. So it could be in some form of a roadside unit or on a lamppost or on the side of a building. And by providing that increase in compute, we provide lower latency services for a vehicle to be able to access the network, access other devices, access other vehicles. And with that, with that improvement in latency and access to information, we're able to do things like improve the accuracy of GPS systems by over 10 times. We're able to improve the accuracy and thoroughness of navigation systems. You know, something that everyone's concerned about, improving driver safety, being able to augment what human drivers are able to achieve by augmenting them with additional technology, and also improving things like traffic violations and other types of improvements that benefit the driver as well as benefit the overall community. And so it's really great to see these blueprints because what it does is it creates an opportunity for us to accelerate development, but also provide a reference for developers to innovate additional use cases beyond that. So the community approach is super important. That's fantastic. Now, you've been working in the networking arena for a really long time, and you've seen the progress that we've made with the industry and building an ecosystem 
for virtualized network delivery and all of the innovations that you've been talking about today. When you look forward in 2020, you know, obviously we've just laid down a new foundation for 5G network infrastructure. What are you most excited about and working on? And what do you think should be the focus in the industry in terms of continued innovation to fulfill this greater promise? That's a very aspirational question, but I love it. If you look back 10 years ago, as we started on the significant inflection point in this journey of network transformation, it really was the inflection of the mobile revolution, where smartphones were becoming much more prevalent in our daily lives. And so many of the things that have become pervasive in the services that we use today didn't even exist a decade ago. We really couldn't have even fathomed that they would have existed. And so now as we stand kind of on the precipice of 5G and the advent of edge computing, really what I feel responsible for and what I know our team here at Intel feels responsible for is really creating that next platform for innovation to be able to employ developers and empower them with the capabilities to create that next generation of use cases that even today standing in 2020 at the beginning of a new decade that we aren't even able to dream up yet. And so when we look 10 years down the line back, what was happening as 5G just kicked off, I'm sure that we'll be sitting here with a similar sense of awe at the pace of innovation that was enabled by this capability that we're building out through the infrastructure. So it's a great place to be. It's a great thing to participate in. Well, thanks so much for spending time with us today. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and we need to get you back on Chip Chat much sooner than six years from now. One final question for you. Where can folks find out more about the technologies you talked about today and connect with you? Go check out Network Builders. As you mentioned, we can't do this without communities and without an ecosystem. So Network Builders is really that ecosystem that we've built up for network transformation. That's at networkbuilders.intel.com. I mentioned a bit about openness, and you can reach that very simply at openness.org and get access to the code and documentation there. And you can certainly reach out to me on Twitter. And my handle there is Jenny, J-E-N-I underscore P. So look forward to talking to everyone in the audience. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 